This amazing experience is a place where you too can connect, discover, grow, and lead for God here at Common Bond Church. Thank you for joining me today to hear this important message. We're going to be talking about the word greater. We're going to be talking about it from the aspect of who God has called us to be and how he's called us to live in this world. Uh, The passage of scripture that I'm going to uh, be reading today and actually proclaiming to you is actually found in John chapter 14, verse 12. Uh, So if you have your Bibles, uh, go ahead and actually turn there with me and we'll actually read together. And then I'll begin to pray, and then we'll open up the scriptures and actually talk about that passage together. That's John chapter 14, verse 12. If you have your Bibles, I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Amen. Amen. In verse 12 of John chapter 14, it says these simple words. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these he will do because I am going to the Father. Verse 12, truly, truly, I say to you, these are the words of Jesus Christ. Whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these he will do because I am going to the Father. Let me pray and let's get started. Dear Lord, thank you so much for such a privilege, such an opportunity to proclaim your word. Uh, Lord, I pray that... um, I decrease right now. I I pray, Holy Spirit, that actually you begin to speak through me and and communicate to all that will hear this message. Lord, allow their heart to be edified. Allow them to be encouraged. Lord, allow them to be stretched so that we can actually be the people that you called us to be. Uh, Lord, sort out any doubt in our heart, any apprehension that we may have to this word. And Lord, when we begin to live it out, let us come back and give you the praise. Let us give you the glory. And let us give you the honor in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. On June 19th in 1865, uh, a general went down to Galveston, Texas and proclaimed a great message. He proclaimed to those who were believing that they were still slaves, that they were free. He proclaimed to them the Emancipation Proclamation. This was two and a half years after it was actually first signed in September of 1862. It took two and a half years for them to understand that their freedom was at hand. You know, that now that they were actually able to go and actually live the life that they were actually called to be. You know, I share that message with you today is because when I read to us, John chapter 14, verse 12, you know, oftentimes I believe that we hear messages from God and they are proclamations to us. They are messages that we don't know how much God has equipped us and who he's called us to be until we've actually heard that message. And sometimes we're still living in our past, not living into the future of who God actually desires us to be. And so what I mean by that is turn with me to verse 12 in John chapter 14, because I want you to see this, how God actually declares something great in our life, but many of us probably are not living that out fully. In John chapter 14, verse 12, it says these words again, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works than these he will do because I am going to the father. 
The proclamation that I am referring to is the word greater, where God through Christ Jesus is saying that we are supposed to do greater works. You know, we are supposed to do even greater works than Jesus Christ has actually done in our life. And uh, as I think about, you know, these things that are called greater works, you know, I'm reminded quickly that this past week, you know, we spent some time with our goddaughter and some other children. And as I think about the time that we actually had with them, you know, I'm quickly reminded of the imagination that they had. You know, they they had so much fun and, and they thought, had so much life in themselves that it made me think about who I used to be as a child. And I remember, you know, when I was a child that I used to think that I was sometimes Batman, where I could actually use my spidey web and use my spidey powers to actually move about the house. You know, I also thought sometimes that I was Superman and I would put on either a towel or a blanket and actually try to fly around the house, imagining that I could actually save people because of my supernatural ability. You know, that's the imagination that I had. And I'm sure you had some kind of great imagination as well when you were actually a little child. But just like I have actually realized that I've actually gotten older and life has actually hit me a certain way, I've actually stopped believing, you know, that I actually had these kind of great supernatural powers. You know, well, today I want to remind us of our youth because I actually want to declare to us that God actually sees us still with the ability to do great things. You know, all of us, many of us, I believe, have something deep within us that we want to do that's great. You know, I asked us uh, sometimes this community question was, what's, what is the great thing that you actually want to do in your world and, you know, in your life? Because, you know, there is something still deep within us that wants to do great that still wants to actually see great happen in our life and happen in this world. Well, that's why I love this passage of scripture, because Jesus Christ, through his own mouth and through his own words, tells everybody that whoever believes in him, they'll be able to do great things. You know, they'll be able to do great works. You know, what a powerful message. You know, what a, a an awe-inspiring message that we can actually believe and actually receive today. And I love the fact that as you think about verse 12, it begins to say to us that whoever first believes in me. And that's, that's where it has to start. Because, you know, as I just mentioned, sometimes life hits you as you grow up and you start to realize that you are not as strong. You're not as intelligent. You don't have supernatural ability to actually do great things. And you're just an average Joe. You know, but the reality is that God says first that whoever believes in me, and that's the whole key, whoever first believes in Christ Jesus, then you can actually do the great works that Jesus Christ has actually done. And so that means that, you know, there's a reality that can only be obtained through Christ Jesus. There's a reality where we hit our ceiling and then grace actually comes on top of us. And Jesus Christ enables us to go that second mile, to go that second level. And that's why Jesus Christ is so important in our life, because he enables us to do something that we can't physically do ourselves, to be able to do something great. Uh, that only God can actually empower us to do in our life. You know, it's just like the gospel itself where Jesus Christ came and he actually came on this earth uh, so that you and I could actually be uh, cleansed of our sin. And so he actually went to the cross. He actually died and was buried and actually was raised from the dead. And because of that single act, you and I, if we believe on him, have the opportunity to receive eternal life, to live forever. You know, that's the reality of how significant, how impossible uh, Jesus Christ 
uh, overcomes the impossible so that we can actually receive the impossible in our life. You know, only because of his saving grace act are we able to receive eternity. And in the same kind of way, Jesus Christ is saying, only if you believe in me, can you now begin to do greater works? You know, that's why this message is so important because he wants us to, to go back to our youth. He actually wants us to think about, you know, when we wanted to use our Spidey web and when we wanted to use our Superman powers and our suit and our Wonder Woman powers again. He wants us to realize if you believe in me, you'll be able to do some of these great works uh, that, I, that you actually have always desired to do. And when I think about the word great works, you know, I think about the fact that, you know, oftentimes, you know, we have a desire to do great works, but God has a greater desire for what he actually means great works should actually be. And so when I think about this, you know, I want us to now just think about, well, you know, what are some of the greater works that Christ Jesus actually wants us to do? And when I think about him himself, first, he says that whoever believes in me, will also do the works that I do. And so that's that's step one. You know, what are the works that Christ Jesus himself are, has done? Because those are the works that we also can do that are great. And I'm reminded in the scriptures that Jesus Christ did two things. He was able to proclaim eternity uh, for all of mankind. He proclaimed the kingdom of God. He said, there is something better that's available in your life if you actually trust in me. You know, he began to say to you and began to say to all the world that I have come to actually give a new world to all of mankind. It's called the kingdom of God. The second thing that God has actually done is that he not only proclaimed the kingdom of God, but he actually healed everyone who was sick. You know, and, and when he healed everyone he's sick, you know, that meant physical disease. It meant mental disease. It meant spiritual disease. You know, every time that somebody came into an encounter with Christ Jesus, he was actually able to make them better. And I would love for my life to actually be reflected in that same kind of way. And that's why I love that, that Jesus Christ is able to say to me and to say to you, whoever believes in me, you also do the works that I do. You know, because my hope, my dream is that every single time that I come in contact with somebody, that their life is better because they've met Joseph. You know, and I hope that you maybe feel the same way because God is wanting us to actually do those same kind of works. And so sometimes when I even think about, you know, the healing of Christ Jesus, you know, all I think it means is I want you to make their lives better. And we can make people's lives better in so many different kinds of ways. You know, we can be benevolent to those who are in need. Uh, we can actually give somebody a smile when they actually need to be encouraged. You know, we can actually learn to be the hands and feet of Christ Jesus in so many different kinds of ways. And then we can even stretch ourselves to believe that through Christ Jesus himself, we can actually even do the works that he is actually saying that he did, you know, those healing of the physical body, you know, the healing of the mental body, the healing of the spiritual realities that people are in. Those are the things that Christ Jesus actually called us to do. And then he also said, and even greater works you will do because I am going to the father. And what could be greater than the works of Christ Jesus? What can be greater than actually making someone's life better physically, mentally, spiritually? What can be better than actually proclaiming to all the world that the kingdom of God is actually available to you in a world that is downtrodden, in a world that is oppressive, in a world that is so difficult? What could be greater than that? You know, <laughs> think about think about that statement again. I, I, I want to unpack it, but I want us to think about how, how massive 
you know, how awesome what, what Christ Jesus is saying. He said that I turned the world upside down by making everybody's life better and also uh, telling them that there's a better world available to them, but you'll be able to do greater works than I even did. You know, what a statement. You know, think about how much Jesus Christ has empowered us and given us the authority in this world. So when I think about greater works, I know that greater works doesn't mean that that God means that he'll do in, will do in quantity greater things than, than he has done. You know, he's actually saying specifically, whoever believes in me will actually do greater works, not just globally as a church, but he's actually saying individually we'll be able to do greater works. And so what could that possibly mean? You know, one of the things that Jesus Christ never did that, uh, that you'll see in his ministry that was always done afterwards, especially, you know, in the book of Acts, for example, in chapter two and chapter three, is that he never actually proclaimed the gospel of his death. And uh, think about what that means. You know, he actually did all these great miracles, did some great things, and he actually uh, went to the cross, but he was never able to tell people that they were actually now free of their sins because he had actually resurrected from the dead. And that's why it's so important to read the whole verse of Scripture in verse 12, because the last thing that Jesus Christ says is that we'll be able to do the works that he did and the greater works uh, that we will also do because of the fact that he is going to the Father. He is saying to you and I, because of the salvific work, because I came into this earth, because I actually went to the cross to actually die for those in their sin and actually was buried and was resurrected on the third day. And I now went to the Father. Because of those things, you're able to do greater works. And the greatest work that you and I will be ever able to do is to proclaim the work of Christ Jesus. You know, that is the greatest work that is available to any of us. And I say it's the greatest work is because of the fact that only Christ Jesus gives us salvation. You know, he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. And he has been able to do something for all of us that we can't actually do ourselves. That's why I call him the God of the impossible. You know, the God of reality that enables us to live life better because of him. And he now says to you, and he says to me, that you'll be able to do greater works. You know, I even thought about you know, today thinking about my life and, and thinking about the legacy that I actually could leave to others. And, you know, sometimes I think, you know, I would like and maybe you would like uh, to have the big house. You know, maybe we would like to have the, the nice car, the Bentley or the G6 wagon, you know, something like, like that. And we think that, you know, that's the pinnacle of our life. You know, that's the reality of what it actually means to have made it to achieve. You know, but when you think about what Christ Jesus is actually saying in these passages, he says the greatest work that you can actually do is actually leaving a legacy where people will actually be able to receive true freedom. You know, when I talked about uh, this month and it's June, the month of June, you know, we celebrate Juneteenth because it's a special time where people for two years, even though they had received freedom, didn't even know they had freedom. They were still in bondage of slavery, even though it was written out and decreed that they were actually now free. And so it actually takes individuals, it takes somebody to actually go to them and actually say, you are now free. You know, that's why it is so important for us actually to understand and to realize how great the work 
that we can actually do in Christ Jesus. Because so many in the world are actually still living in bondage. They're still living in a, a, a place where they don't actually know that Christ Jesus has written them in as free. All they've got to do is actually believe that he is the savior of their life and now freedom is available to them. And God does something special. He actually looks at you and he actually looks at me and he begins to say that you're the man, you're the woman, you're the child for the job to actually proclaim that freedom to others. You know, when I think about, you know, my life, you know, I'm reminded that, you know, there was a time where I didn't think that I was actually truly capable to actually share that message with the world. You know, I didn't think that, that God had actually thought enough of me to actually make that possible. And then I read scriptures, you know, such as this in John chapter 14, verse 12. And I also read another scripture in John chapter 15, verse 5, that I want to read for you in a, in, a, in a few minutes. And I started to realize that doing something great in God is not about me. Doing something great in God is about my ability to allow Christ actually to be used through me. Let me show you what I mean by that, by looking at John chapter 15, verse 5. In John chapter 15, verse 5, Jesus Christ begins to say to you, and he begins to say to me, that I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you could actually do nothing. Apart from me, you can actually do nothing. And, and, and I love that phrase so much that I want to start at the back from and then go to the front. Because if you're like me, you know, maybe you think that you've already done some great things in this world. You've already done something. You know, maybe you think that you're uh, graduating uh, from high school or graduating from college or graduating from graduate school was an accomplishment. You know, maybe you thought that getting married was an accomplishment. Maybe you thought that making some money was an accomplishment. Maybe you thought that even having children was an accomplishment. Maybe that first home purchase for you was an accomplishment. What Jesus Christ says to you and I, that apart from me, you can actually do nothing. And so he's saying that all those things may be good. All those things may be significant in your life, but I've still designed for you to actually do something greater than that. And that's where Jesus Christ begins to say to you and I is that the goal of our life was actually to bear fruit. You know, let me read it to us one more time. He says, I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that actually bears much fruit. You know, that's the goal that Christ Jesus has for our life is that we begin to bear much fruit. And when you think about bearing much fruit, what does that mean? Does that, does that mean that God wants me to raise up uh, trees and actually uh, start to produce oranges and apples and pears and, you know, things like that? No, I, I, that's why I actually read for us in combination John chapter 14, because the great works that, that God actually desires us to do is learning to actually be individuals who actually proclaim his name. You know, that's the goal that Christ has for all of our lives is that we actually revolve our whole realities around proclaiming who he is. You know, think about this. You know, when God has actually given us a job, he's given us a place to live. He's given us a neighborhood. All those things should still revolve around this goal of actually proclaiming Christ Jesus, because there are people who are still dead in their sins on your job place. There are people who are still dead in your neighborhood 
who actually still need to know that they have freedom in Christ. And God looks at you and he looks at me and he says that you're the individual that I want to actually be my hands and feet to actually proclaim that message. You know, that's the fruit that God actually wants us to bear. He wants us to go to that workplace and actually be an expression of him. He wants us to connect with individuals authentically so that we can actually learn to eventually have that conversation where we actually make Christ known. He wants us to build relationships in our neighborhood where we actually become friends with those who are around us so that eventually we are able to make Christ known. He wants us to make sure that everything that we do in life is revolve around making him known to people. And so the job is good. You know, making money is good. Our family is good. But God says that if you haven't used those good things uh, to make me known, you'll never get to the greater work. And that's our call. That's our mission that God says that if you believe in me, you'll be able to do greater works in me and also greater works than he actually even did. That's what God actually desires in our life. Now, when I think about this, sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm sure that you were like me and that thinking that, um, that you're not quite sure that you're ready to do great works. You're not quite sure that you even have the capability to do some of these great things that God actually has desired for you in your life. And so I want you to think about this. I, I heard about this story about a man who was actually going swimming with his son. And as he was going swimming with his son, he started just to engage with the people that were around him. And he met another man who was actually swimming with his son as well. And uh, they began to talk, and uh, the man that he had just met asked him a question. He said, how long do you think that you can actually hold your breath underwater? Well, this man uh, heard that question. He was a very competitive person, and he thought that the man was actually challenging him uh, to some type of contest. So he said, you know, I think I could possibly hold my breath underwater for about a minute, knowing that he could probably do it a little bit longer. Um, and so he said, well, uh, the man that he met, you know, then responded and said, well, I want you to go ahead and just try it and, and actually see. And so he got excited because he thought that the contest was on. And so he began to have his adrenaline pumping and his heart was racing. And he began to actually go under the water and actually hold his breath. And uh, so he's holding his water. His, his, the, his lungs are starting to feel heavy and eventually they're starting to explode. And he feels that he can't take it anymore. So he jumps immediately out of the water. He begins to ask everyone around, how long was I under? And uh, they began to say to him, you were under for one minute and actually 26 seconds. And uh, he asked the man, well, are you going to go in? And uh, because he thought it was a contest. And the man said, no, I actually want to uh, ask you, do you want to actually go a little bit deeper? Uh, do you want to be stretched a little bit more? And uh, the man was actually a little bit deflated because he was thought it was a contest. Um, but he relented a little bit and he said, yeah, sure, sure. How, how can I go deeper? And he says, well, one of the things I, I saw you do is that you were too anxious. And so I want you to now uh, do something different. I want you to take four deep breaths and actually want you to go under the water. And when you start to feel the pressure in your lungs, and when you start to feel the pressure in your body, I want you to count to 20. That will relax you so that you can actually stay under a little bit longer. And so he, he said, okay, I'll actually follow you instructions. And so he took four deep breaths and then he went under the water. And when he started to feel pressure in his body, he did exactly what the man said. He counted one to 20. 
When he started to feel the, the pressure in his lungs, he had counted again, one to 20. And when he started to uh, feel more and more pressure, he counted again until he couldn't take it anymore. Eventually, he comes up out of the water, and then he asks, well, how did I do this time? He said, you made it to two minutes and actually 46 seconds. And so what a dramatic uh, amount of time that he actually spent under that water from the first time just by being able to take the lessons of the man. Uh, the man then responded to him. He said, uh, God has placed more in you than you could ever imagine. And there's more in each of us than anyone ever knows. You know, what a powerful word, because when you think about what he is actually saying is that many of us don't realize how far we can actually be stretched in God until we actually trust God to actually truly be stretched. And in the same kind of way, I want us to think about this reality that, that God actually wants you to be greater than we probably even want to be as great in our own self. You know, I love this phrase that the apostle Paul said that sometimes God has more faith in us than we actually do have in him. You know, God has decided that Christ Jesus could actually come into this world, declare for three years, go back to the Father, and then empower us to actually do greater works. You know, that's what verse 12 says. He has decided that I don't need the Savior of the world anymore to declare salvation to everyone else. Instead, I actually want my people who actually believe in him to be the hands, the feet, the spokesperson to actually declare freedom to everybody who needs it. You know, what a, a powerful statement of faith of how much God actually believes in us. He desires you and he desires me to actually believe so much in who I am because of Christ Jesus and what he has done. You know, the question sometimes I would like to ask us is as, um, do we actually believe in us? And do we believe in ourselves just as much as God actually believes in us? You know, what an important statement in reality, because he has decided that we could actually do great works if we actually just learn to actually believe in Christ Jesus, if we actually just learn to believe that God actually desires us to actually do great works. You know, when you think about, you know, the month of June again, I want us to think about the general who actually went to Texas and actually proclaimed freedom to those who are in bondage. You know, it's personal for me because I think about, you know, who I could have been in 1865. You know, I could have been an individual who actually was still in bondage, was still in slavery, didn't know that I had the freedom to actually be bold and actually do whatever God wanted me to do. And it actually took somebody to actually go down to Galveston and actually proclaim freedom to them. You know, in the same kind of way, we have that same kind of capabilities, that same responsibility, that same promise that God actually desires us to actually give freedom to those who actually are still in bondage. My question to you is, will you be bold enough today to begin to proclaim that freedom to others? Will you be able to take up the mantle of what God has actually desired you to be and actually give freedom by who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, as we begin to uh, close, I want to actually pray for us uh, that we can actually receive that message. Uh, dear Lord, thank you so much uh, for what you have said and what you have done today in this word. You know, I pray that we were all encouraged by hearing the greater works that you desire us to do, the greater works that we can actually be 
because we actually believe in Christ Jesus. Uh, Lord, where we need to be stretched, uh, where we need to actually be invoked, I pray that you actually work in our heart and stretch us to take those next steps. And Lord, as we do those things, Lord, I pray that we actually get to the pathway of where you desire us to be. And I pray that in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, as we close here today, I want to uh, thank you so much for actually joining me to actually hear this message. And I'm excited that if this message has touched you, that you might want to connect with me in a greater way. And if that's so, I'd love for you to go out to our website and actually fill out a comment card at commonbondchurch.org. Or even if you actually want to actually give us a prayer request and actually let us know how we can be praying for you, go to that same website, commonbondchurch.org, fill out a prayer request and actually connect with us. Well, I want to lead us with a word of benediction as we actually close here today. May the grace of God be with us. May the mercy of God be with us. We have one true Savior, and his name is Jesus Christ. Let us all go in peace. Amen.